0: Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. You're here with John Marsh. Today on the show, I've got a good friend uh, and guest. His name is Simon Cooper. Simon is from Mornington Peninsula in Victoria. Uh, A while back, I had Simon and his colleague and friend Lockie on the show. Uh, They're both from Virtus Performance. Simon is the general manager down there. He looks after a lot of the marketing Um, as well as a lot of the uh, professional development work that they do with other coaches and and trainers. Simon has also recently kicked off his own personal practice. He's now writing every day. Uh, For a lot of you who have listened to this or who follow my blog, uh, who who get the emails, this is something that I'm really passionate about as well, uh, this concept of a daily daily writing, publishing your work daily in some way, shape or form, uh, really, really powerful. Uh, so Simon is, he, he's done a lot of this before, but he's into a new stint and he's at day 11 or 12, which is really cool. And the idea was to get him on and talk a little bit about this process, this creative process, how he's finding it, what he's looking to get out of it. And then we'll have him on again uh, once he's at uh, his hundredth post. So 100 is a really great um, a really great number and allows us to get uh, sort of adapted to the whole process and and flesh it out and see how it all feels. Uh, and then at that point we're going to get him back on to report on what he's found. So a lot of value in this for anyone who's looking to, Um, sort of create more regularly but perhaps feels a little bit of friction or tension in that process uh, which is very very normal and very common Uh, so we talk a lot about that so i hope you enjoy it thank you for listening this is john marsh and you're listening to the access potential podcast so simon thanks so much for carving out some time and sitting down for the podcast really cool to finally Well, to have you on uh, a second time, you yourself and Lockie jumped on once before, so it's cool to have you back on.
1: Yeah, pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so um, maybe what we could do is to kick it off, um, you know, you're down in in Victoria, maybe give us a little bit of context of uh, what you do. I know a lot of people listening may already know you, but what you do, who you are and um, where you guys are at? Uh, we're now like twenty second of December.
1: Yeah, um, it's been it's been a wild wild year, I guess for many for many people. I uh, help run a performance gym down here in in Melbourne on the Mornington Peninsula, and so we are back to uh, after seven weeks back to full operations again after being closed for seven months. Um, I think it was close to 200 days on the dot that we were wow. really shut. Uh, so it's been it's been uh, a an experience. Um, I to, well to give you some context around Virtus, uh, for anyone who's not aware, we we're a performance gym. We are um, I guess first and foremost we're a community that drives a lot of what we do. We have we we open the gym to bring elite level strength conditioning down to everyday people Um, we still serve athletes but a lot of our the people in our community just everyday people um, mums and dads business owners leaders in our community and the more that we've gone through this business journey the more we've realized that uh, connection and community is what's uh, what we value the most Mm -hmm. and so going through the last six months we've been super fortunate that our community have been there to support us and we'd look pretty different now if uh we didn't have the people that we we want to serve sort of um backing us um yeah so i i'm a performance coach i i coach people out of the gym um, yeah from a strength conditioning perspective but also from a development perspective and i um again i love connection and and being with people. And I also love developing their potential in different areas of their life.
0: Cool. So are most people coming to you guys initially uh, to get stronger, to get in shape, to get like, it, it would be a typical sort of entry into a gym and then they kind of learn more about what you do from that point. Is that sort of how it looks? Or?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, people come to us for various reasons. Some I'd say the majority want to get fit, get strong, fast, um, and then we go. Th- when we bring a new individual into our into our system, we want to learn as much as we can about them, and for them to learn as much as they can about us. Um, mm-hmm. We want it to be a good fit both ways. So uh, throughout that process, we dig a little bit deeper and try to discover why they want these things to, to look better or to get fitter. And then this, this sort of goal setting process, uh, kind of sets the foundation for the rest of their experience with us. Mm -hmm. So we we sometimes use the analogy of, um, the the fitness stuff is maybe the reason that they come in, but they stay for the, the connection and the sense of belonging that they have to our tribe. Um, and they quickly figure out that, you know, we, we want them to move well and move often and, um, unlock a lot of the potential that they have in their movement, um, and in their practice. But then there's also a big element of, um, enjoying your training and having fun while you're in and getting to know the people that you're training with. Yeah. So I like to think that that's the, that's the reason that they stay and why they, to bring their friends along and bring their family along Um, and we love that
0: yeah cool cool and so what was your background getting into this like what led you to you know strength and conditioning or into the the health and wellness space or the gym space originally
1: yeah i think i have a bit of a a unique background because i've I've tried a few different things Um, i grew up on the mornington peninsula I went to school here. I was, um, I was raised down this way. And then after I finished school, I, when I sort of was thinking around what I wanted to do, the thing that I loved the most was sport. And so mm-hmm. growing up playing, um, football and soccer and basketball and, and a lot of running and athletics, that was just what filled my spare time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, logically the the next choice was to go to uni and study it. So, I went to, um, uni in town and studied exercise and sports science. And from there, I kind of realized that even though this was a passion of mine and that was, it was something that I really loved, I wasn't sure if it was something that I wanted to build a career on. Mm -hmm. Uh, so after that, I, I worked for a little bit. Uh, I ended up traveling overseas with my, my partner, Sally Ann and her family. We spent some time in the UK. Uh, we did the, the traveling thing and worked over there in a gym in a, I was doing membership sales. So oh, cool. still in the same kind of context, but looking from a different angle, I guess. And then I was still a bit unsatisfied, dissatisfied with, with what I was doing. And so I, I decided to completely pivot. Um, and I enrolled in a master of business back here in Australia. And so, uh, when I got back, uh, I was I was catching up with friends and family, and I went down to one of the local pubs, and I bumped into Lockie Wallace, who I went to uni with. And while I was away, he had opened Virtus Performance. Okay, yep. Yeah. And um, it was cool to see him. And you know, I remember he was playing darts with a couple of his mates, and we caught up. And I have been following Virtus in the background while I was overseas, and love what he was doing the whole community and you know um that he'd built was amazing mm. and so you know i was like yeah i'll come down and visit and then the next day i decided to catch up with some more friends of my, of my friends and went down the pub again and there's lucky throwing darts at the, at the dartboard again so it was kind of um, a cool uh coincidence that we bumped into each other two days in a row and so we got to talking again and i was told him I told him about uni and I was looking for some work and he said, come down to Vertus and you know, we can have a chat. And from there I started doing some coaching in our group classes and a little bit of one-to-one stuff, uh, whilst also looking after the marketing, um, having, going through the business degree and having that different perspective on the, on the gym business. It's meant that I was a pretty good fit for for the gap that he had. Yeah. And yeah, so now I've been there for three and a half years.
0: Yeah. What's your What's your What do you call your role, or what would you say? I know you mentioned you do some some coaching, hands on as well. Um, What's your What is that? What's your sort of basket of of um, roles or things that you do now look like?
1: Uh, Yeah, technically. I call myself the general manager um that role is arbitrary like the the name doesn't really mean much <laughs> it's not as if we have a real hierarchy at the gym yeah but uh yeah i still i still coach um i still run the marketing i do a bit of the back-end administration work as well i have been looking after a lot of the our team development over the last sort of year or so so uh developing our team of coaches and allied health professionals and ensuring that they are moving forward in their own personal and professional development. Mm -hmm. Um, We run a mentorship program, which kind of aligns with that pretty closely. And, uh, I guess the, the, my role has changed over the last few years and even a few months um, what i was doing when we were in isolation and weren't able to go into the gym that looks different to what i'm doing now so the role kind of keeps evolving and we have a we have a pretty small uh, close team mm-hmm. which means that we are able to communicate pretty effectively um, i guess laterally across the team and then vertically within our community with with our members and so we have we now have a team of four coaches um with the team kind of the team itself contracting over the last 12 months yeah which for various reasons uh we've had guys step away and pursue other things and i think ultimately it's been it's been great for our sense of unity Mm -hmm. and it's meant that we can focus on Uh, really connecting with our members on a closer level so that they're coming in and they're you know they're hiring our team rather than just hiring individual coaches um, which has been which has been awesome and yeah i think the experience that members receive when they come in has been elevated
0: yeah 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 cool um you you know you mentioned kind of the more the more recent months since you've been back opened up What's that been like, you know, from a business, from a business owner's perspective, or a general manager, or someone who has a key role in, in driving the business? You know, um, one thing that you know we've spoken about before is uh, it, it was one of Tom Peters' um, tenants for excellence, which is I think he put it at number one uh, in his book, um, "In Search of Excellence," which was a bias for action. And this, this, you know, this this kind of relentless uh, sort of forward motion action taking that small business almost like requires, right? Like one shape or form, like it's pretty brutal. What has it been like kicking everything back into like first gear after sitting in neutral for like, I know it wasn't a neutral because you still had the community. Yeah. So I'm not sure of the full context of what was happening, but. What's it been like, 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 how's that felt? Has that been easy or has that been hard? Like, how's that like that transition been going?
1: Yeah, it's been really interesting. We, uh, personally, I didn't mind the the downtime that came with us being in isolation and essentially closed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love being around people and I get my energy from people, but I also need a lot of um, downtime to sort of generate energy again or recharge so personally i uh, was really excited to get back with people and i still had to protect that downtime Mm -hmm. Um, and and also it kind of felt as if like a week in i remember just thinking this is business as usual we're Mm. like we've got people in the gym they're training they're having fun you know we are doing our thing coaching back face to face with people so it just felt as if Like we were back to doing our thing. Um,
0: Yeah. Cool. So pretty easy to, to just shift into forward motion again and sort of kick it alive.
1: Yeah. And during the whole isolation period, we were, we weren't sitting on our hands. We definitely took a step back to reevaluate how we wanted to run the business and how we wanted to serve our, our clients and our members. Uh, And that changed, that changed things as we returned. Yeah, and certain processes and systems that we uh, implemented. Uh, But, you know, the the core of what we do, which is, which is coaching and connecting with our community and educating them was still there.
0: Yeah,
1: just maybe looked a little bit different.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, And what's your just out of interest, you know, what's your training look like the last few months? How have you sort of managed? that time and, and getting back into it
1: yeah it's um it's been interesting i so in may i ran a marathon with Lockie.
0: that's right
1: we did the <laughs> uh, marathon for mental health yeah and this is on the back of not much training um essentially we ran across the course of eight hours or so we um we did the length of the marathon we stopped at eight or nine different cafes and did interviews with people in our community to raise some money for mental health. Uh, so it was an awesome day and I pulled up from that pretty well, but my, my feet have been cooked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, um, working with, with Greg, our physio at the gym, it's been, um, I mean, it's wonderful that we have him and, but my feet have just not been kind to me since, since that run. So, it's meant that I've been doing a lot of uh, body weight training at home during during isolation. I have a bit of a, a setup in the garage, which was very handy. Um, and so during the first part of lockdown, we were doing virtual group sessions with on mm-hmm. Zoom. So I took part in them with, with a bunch of our athletes and members. And then uh, I kind of kept going with that sporadically throughout isolation and then did a lot of walking yeah um, just smashed the walking a few times a week well I, I caught up with a couple of our members who lived within my five kilometer bubble um I went for walks with them um yeah other so definitely took the foot off the pedal with my own training and being back in the gym has been a, a breath of fresh air again being able to train properly yeah nice um, and I've just, I just usually take part in the groups just to yeah. get around our members and, you know, make sure that they can see that we walk the walk as much as we talk the talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I love it. Yeah, cool. Um, I'd love to talk about your writing practice, which you've just kicked off. Uh, I know that you've done quite a bit of writing before, and um. Now that you you've kind of shifted the format a little bit, and I think you know a lot of people listening might identify with uh, some of the challenges in creating content or writing or, or uh, putting the stuff out there to the world. Could you give us a little bit of um, a little bit of backstory and get us up to speed on what you're doing? Because uh, it's pretty cool, and I and I'd love to talk a little bit about it, but maybe just maybe just take us up to where things are at and what, what led you to this point with your, with the writing that you're doing?
1: Yeah. So I've bounced around quite a few different practices over the last probably two years, uh, I've done, I S I think I started it properly with a stream of consciousness writing in, in one of these journals. And I've got a few of these journals filled now with variations of that, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of evolved. I, when I started doing that stream of consciousness, I went into a more structured journaling, uh, practice, which uh, sort of consisted of writing my intention, doing a little bit of gratitude and, um, revisiting some goal setting type stuff. Yeah. And my, uh, my crux is, or the resistance that I face, is just the consistency with with sticking to a practice. Yeah, I tend to build a bit of momentum and then, uh, and be really enjoying it, and then get to a, a day where I miss it, and then the the practice just crumbles from there. <laughs> so, uh, and it's a re- it's a repeating pattern. It, yeah, every time I kind of try something, it's it's gone like that, and so. <laughs>
0: What's the mm-hmm. um? Before we move forward, can you just dive into because I've heard yourself and Lockie and others talk about the stream of consciousness. Um, as a as a as a flavor of sort of journaling, can you just run us through what that looks like exactly? And um, or or you know, I guess on average because I guess it wouldn't be exact because of the changes, but what it looks like and what you get out of it, what you find from doing it?
1: Yeah. Um, I just found, found all my journals.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so originally it started, uh, I think I heard it on a podcast. This this guy, I can't even remember which podcast it was, but this guy uh, spoke about this stream of consciousness um, method of journaling, which was essentially write down uh, sit down in front of a, a journal or a piece of paper and just write whatever comes into your mind mm-hmm. so it's just getting the thoughts out of your head onto paper as a way of mindfulness uh, as well as a way to you know flesh out ideas or whatever's in your in your mind uh, so it just consider like literally just writing um, I'm not sure if I've got one in here yeah just pages of writing
0: yeah and uh, does it make sense? Or is it, is it, um, does it loosely make sense? Was it random? What's the, what's it's the sort of random. feel of it?
1: I think I, I wrote it without the intention of returning to it. Yeah. So it was more of just a, a practice of getting stuff out of your head and then forgetting it or, yeah. or leaving it there rather than these are notes that I'm going to take, and I'm going to refer back to them for another purpose later. Yeah. So looking back, there's definitely themes or, um, you know, rhythms with what I was writing about. Uh, I remember I was doing some of the the writing when I was overseas in Europe and a lot of it echoed the, um, the feelings that I felt at the time of like missing home a little bit or missing community mm-hmm. uh, and less about the, uh, maybe the business or development themes that I'd normally write about. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if I went, back through them i'd find a bit of gold in there and uh i sometimes i look back and at old journals and things and think what what how come i was so smart back then and i'm so dumb right now i can't remember that (laughs) but it was it was the act of doing it rather than the outcome yeah uh, that or the end result that i ended up with which was a full journal
0: yeah okay cool and so then uh, you moved into writing more intentionally, blogging. Was it a similar sort of thing or completely different? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so then I started um after doing well, after starting the program, the Access Potential program with you last year, I started a daily blog on my website, which was it was more intentional and it and it ran along certain themes that I wanted to explore, which was all around leadership and, and culture change. And I just wanted to, uh, I guess the, the purpose of writing on the blog was, uh, there was a few reasons for that. One of them was so that I was held accountable to doing a daily blog. Uh, and whether or not people were reading it or not, it would pop up and, you know, that it would be expecting it uh another another reason for it was so that I could share my ideas with people mm-hmm. and connect with the people that I want to serve and you know try to help them um I was running a few workshops and, and coaching programs last year which the the blog definitely helped inform yeah so and and I guess the last the last reason was just um, exploring concepts and ideas that I wanted, that I was really interested in, and that I thought would be useful to people. Yeah, cool. One of the things that I keep coming back to is uh, with any of the work that I do, is am I being useful or is this thing that I'm doing useful to people? And if it's yes, then, you know, keep tugging on that thread and keep pursuing it. And if it's not, then maybe it needs to be rethought.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you. How do you identify that? So, how do you ascertain if something that you write is useful versus um versus not? and And the reason I kind of ask for context is like, you know, quite often I'll see somebody share something for a while or or sometimes, and maybe they don't get the traction that they necessarily wanted in terms of like the the small metrics of social media, or you know how it is, like, And so then they sometimes stop, Um, how do you define or how do you feel that out of of usefulness?
1: Yeah, the thing that pops up straight away for me is whether uh, well, A, if people engage with me on that post or that, um, you know, Instagram post, story, whatever, if they engage with me on that and start a conversation around it, then it has prompted that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, another way I think is if it comes up organically in conversations that I'm having, mm-hmm. and maybe that is a you know uh, something that I'm acutely aware of because I think about it and write about it often. But if the same sort of themes or the same uh, topics keep coming up, and I can write about it and flesh it out to, um, to dissect it a little bit or to, you know, lay it all out that's clear for people to understand and it helps them, then that's also useful. Um, so I guess both of those things, it's being aware of in the culture, in the environments that I'm in, are these things popping up for people? Mm -hmm. uh and for myself and if they are then it almost deserves to be explored a little bit
0: Mm. one of the challenges that I've seen myself and sometimes with others but I have particularly noticed this um over the years with different things is that you know that uh let's call it like hitting the nail on the head in terms of when you when you strike something that's That seems to be useful, right? Or it resonates quite well with people. Uh, Maybe it gets shared, or maybe people talk to you about it or reply, whatever it is. Um, Is that it might take a while, or it can come in two ways. Sometimes it can come very early. And that might be, to me, I sometimes feel like that's like it's almost like encouragement from people to keep going, like, you know my friend writes back or something right at the beginning or it comes very late and it needed 30 repetitions or whatever before Um, but I guess in any event what I'm getting at is sometimes it takes time or we don't really know when that resonance will start to show its head Um, how do you what have you noticed like do you think this has been related to that resistance to keep going or how do you find that? Like how do you sort of deal with the not knowing when or or if it's going to come back again in terms of the thing landing well?
1: Yeah, it's definitely something that I have, uh, that's shown up for me in these different practices, not getting almost like a return on my investment <laughs> with this with the practice itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's where the consistency for me kind of hits the roadblock. And then I can't kind of burn through that to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is social media is a funny one for me. I've the most recent practice that I've started is posting on, on Instagram, the things that my, like I'm writing directly to Instagram the the first couple of times I posted, I'm up to day eleven, I think. The first couple of times I posted, I got a few, you know, comments and um, and likes and things, which was awesome. And um, like our friend Fayon, his his comment was funny around, you know, don't let the resistance bear catch you. Um, And that's something that I've kept thinking about. Uh, But as I've kept going, post ten yesterday, it only got a few a few likes yeah um and so i it's probably an, an inherent bias of my or inherent blind spot where i think that i don't care about the posts but you know it probably does influence my future actions and how consistent i'll be with this um and and social media as, as a thing itself has been a big point of resistance for me over the last few years yeah i I'm conflicted around how I feel about it because I know how useful it is and how powerful it can be. but I also don't want to get stuck into the the trap of social media and being, you know, um, that being a big focus in my life and eclipsing other things.
0: Yeah, Have you had times where that's shown like reared its sort of head for you, like where social media, I guess uh, inadvertently has become, you know a pain point or, or frustrating or problematic like has that sort of popped up like I like I, I've seen that before myself I think back and I wasn't even on it for a long time and then I was on it then I quit it a couple of times like you know it's a tumultuous past that needs a lot of attention even currently what has that been like for you have you noticed similar things or
1: it's been a point of conflict with Uh, I think my, a few of my relationships and being, well, from, from one perspective, I've built relationships on social media Mm -hmm. and, you know, people who live interstate and overseas, people that I don't see regularly, that is where we communicate. So Mm -hmm. if I didn't have that platform, then, you know, maybe I wouldn't communicate with them as often. Uh, but it has been a point of conflict with people who I'm face to face with Mm -hmm. and, you know where the social media becomes uh it, it's almost like overrides the natural connection that i would have with people mm. um that becomes like the default way to engage with people rather than you know jumping on a phone call or catching up with them in person yeah which which i much prefer like i'd prefer to be you know face to face having a meaningful conversation with someone rather than comments on a on a post
0: you know? yeah yeah i hear that for sure thanks for sharing that do you do you notice that um, cuz one thing i'm interested in is like it's kind of this idea of the quality the quality of your mind at any at any point not relative to another person's mind or anything like that but just the the level of sort of harmony in your in your mind, your your awareness of your thoughts versus chaos in the mind, or complete turmoil, right? So so whether that's lack of awareness or you know your your thoughts have turned against you or whatever that looks like. Um, and one thing that I've noticed is the quality of the mind for me anyway, will change. So, if I have a lot of time, say on computers or on social media, any of these sorts of things um, and even presenting or doing workshops, like the, the, the mind will change in different contexts, then say I come home and I, I, I sit down with somebody or I'm having a conversation with somebody face to face. The nature of the attention will be quite different, whereas if, if that time hadn't been spent in a digitized space the the interactions different the nature of the attention is different so what i guess i'm saying is that even though you're not say on the phone in the moment with somebody um i guess your presence or your your sense of clarity or your mind quality in the act in the interactions um can be can be i don't know like knocked around a little bit um, because of the time and the digitized space that takes place in a different, like completely different time, like that knock-on effect sort of thing. Have you noticed that at all? Like, do you see that coming up or is it more moment to moment for you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, that you mentioned before chaos. I, th- I feel like that's a, a good word to describe how I've felt over the last maybe two or three months. hmm going from, I feel like I had a good rhythm and a good uh, cadence of communication with with people in person and online while I was in isolation or lockdown. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd be more likely to jump on a phone call with friends or uh, go for a walk with, with Sally Ann and leave our phones at home. And then as the gym has started to open up, as the world started to open up, I feel as though my attention has been directed toward, uh, external things. And that includes social media and being on my computer more. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's taken away from other practices as well, like my writing and my, um, meditation practice. So it's meant that there's been less energy directed toward things that, um, that for me, make me feel like I've, I'm making progress. So one of the reasons that I've start restarted this practice again is to come back to a, a grounding practice that I can come back to and explore thoughts that I don't normally explore in my day-to-day um, activities.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's break it down. Like you're, you're writing every day, you're, you're, you're publishing it in the format of mostly carousel slides, text-based carousel slides on Instagram um, how is that going you said you're day 11 how's it been going what's what does that look like for you what do you what do you um, what are you noticing from it so far
1: so yeah you're right i've been posting a lot of text based carousels and i think i want to i was thinking about this this morning because i want to that the objective is to post every day for 100 days and explore different ideas and and concepts, and um, initiate conversations with people who I want to engage with and, and serve in my work. So, the I started with the text-based carousels. I, I want to shift that a little bit and do things that are a little bit different, um, while it's still while still creating content that is useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed that I've been writing a lot in the evenings when normally it's been a morning practice for me. Yeah. Right. And I think that might be due to just shifting back into a rhythm of, you know, coaching and in in person and feeling that bit of chaos and not having that set protecting that time in the mornings.
0: So you, when you, when you say that, does it mean when you write it in the evenings, you're it's like, Oh shit, I've got to write this. And it's a little after the fact, or is it, is it, um, comfortably in the evenings as in that's sort of the allocated time for it?
1: Uh, it's been a bit of both. There's been a couple of days where I'm like, it's hit 10 o'clock and I'm winding <laughs> down. I'm like, oh God, I've got to go and write this post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in saying that, I, I am aware of it throughout the day. So I'm writing down ideas and, you know, um, in my notes or in my journal and um, kind of if if I... Become aware of something, or if something grabs my attention throughout the day, then I'll you know stop and write down my my thoughts on that, and then when it comes time to sitting down and writing the post, I've already got these uh, these notes on what I want to write. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of you know exploring those a little bit further, and uh, it is it is a practice of for me really being present and asking why I think these things. Um, and how I think these things and what they should be or could be. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy just sitting down and um, and creating time, like I need to create time for that. if i if I'm on the back foot and you know feeling like, oh shit, I need to do this, then it's it's putting pressure on myself, which that and that pressure does things to the creative process of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the evening practice at the moment, I think I want, I'll want i try to shift again to the morning and align that with a breathing practice and, and other things that give me energies and, and get those creative juices flowing a little bit.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, and what do you, like, if you could list a couple of things, what do you, I guess, what's it for? What are you looking to get out of the writing? Um, you know, is it social media engagement? Is it followers? Is it the personal side of the practice? Like what's the, what do you think the couple of drivers are behind this?
1: It's definitely led by the, the personal practice and the development of myself as Mm -hmm. selfishly. Uh, the, the social media stuff doesn't really interest me um if i had a broader audience to communicate to then that may mean that it can i ha- have a, a bigger platform to communicate these ideas with and it could mean that people are attracted to vertus which builds that business or builds my coaching my coaching business or you know i could run more workshops again uh and thinking longer term next year is something that that coming back to the uh, like revamping the coaching program that I that I put together last year, and potentially redoing some workshops with a little bit of a different focus, is something that I want to come back to. Yeah, um, and it's almost like creating these, fleshing out these ideas, and and putting stuff down on on paper, so to speak, is a way for me to kind of. Create content for those courses mm-hmm. or the, the coaching program and the workshops. So there's definitely a, a sense of building towards something bigger uh, and also connecting with people that, uh, that want to learn more about these things. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking with someone the other day and they were sort of asked a similar question about what I'm doing and what I want to do next year. And you know, what's the plan. And it was, it's not something that I've written down that I want to, you know, this year, 2021 is going to be this, this, this it's, it's definitely an evolution of what I've been doing over the last 18 months, two years. And, you know, this practice is just another, uh, another rep, uh, avenue to kind of explore in the pursuit of building these programs yeah tying that into Virtus and what we're trying to do there
0: yeah Um, yeah yeah very cool one thing I've noticed with writing frequently or daily sort of writing is that um, you know you hit some day maybe day 12 or maybe day 1200 and you don't really have an idea sitting there and you know, you got to come up with something. Um, And you don't even have like, you know, normally maybe you could go, you know, look around for an idea, but when you sit down and there's just nothing there. And one thing I've noticed is it starts to draw on kind of an internal um, need to make observations and, and observe and kind of pick up stuff along the way almost subconsciously. Um, have you noticed anything changing in terms of that side of things like how you're picking up the ideas or how the ideas are coming to you because you're writing about something every day or, or maybe any changes to the creative process in general or is it, what's it feeling like?
1: I remember one of the first prompts when, when I started my daily blog one of the first prompts that you gave me was to just make observations. And that's been something that I've kept returning to, uh, unless there's something really top of mind that I'd like to, that I'm very interested in and want to explore, then, you know, I just try to observe what I am experiencing when I'm at the gym or, you know, what's, uh, something that's popped out at me that I can remember from my day or from yesterday. And why is that interesting? Why is that stuck in my head? And, um, I guess the, the things that I am interested in when I experience something in my day to day, then that sticks with me. Uh, whether that's behavior that I see in people, um, whether it's, you know, a certain characteristic of a business that I've interacted with or Um, something that I've observed in a a person's program in the gym, um, or something on TV, I, I, it could be, it could be anything, uh, I guess the, the, the practice is a little less focused than what I was doing with my daily blog with the, with the, um, writing on my website. But at the same time, it still has the, is still exploring certain certain things that I am passionate about and want to explore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I love it. Is there any other challenges that are coming up that were unexpected?
1: Not so far. Um, no, not really. I. The biggest one for me will just be the the posting part on social media. Um, the writing part itself is, you know, I'm practiced at. So I, I know, and I'm still learning how to write. I'm no by no means uh, competent or I'm a competent writer, but I'm no means a, an excellent writer, but I am practiced in that. So I think the thing for me is just posting on social media and become a uh, you know raising my voice to peep to people and becoming mm-hmm. a little bit more uh what's the word um obvious maybe to people um that's been a point of resistance oh. i guess i don't i'm not a loud person and i don't want to make a big fuss about things so trying to be consistent with this and uh be a little bit louder in my presence, I guess. Is something that I've and maybe this is this is just my bias and my perspective and it may not be correct, but that's something that I struggle with, maybe.
0: Mm. Um, When I um when I interviewed Seth on the podcast, he told the story about the bakery, which I'm pretty sure is his wife's bakery. Yeah. Yeah. And um one of the things, and I was I was asking him about this concept of uh, not louder but noisier like feeling like we need to be to create noise to be heard right so that the, the sound or the volume relates to how many people notice us or how that noticing feels to them and he uh, you know he he sort of reframed it nicely and and said that it's um, it's not really about a, about a lot of people and it's not Uh, about noise but really being heard by a few people and um, one concept is when that I think about a lot is um, when people care about what you're saying then you get to whisper and they'll listen to that uh, as well which I thought was quite helpful because if you don't feel as though you're a loud person sometimes maybe that's the consistency or the thoughtfulness or other aspects of how you Show up could be um, part of the brand or part of who you are, or how you how you come across.
1: Definitely, I'm very aware that there's the internet and social media has is very noisy, and that there's a lot going on there. And one of my intentions with with this uh, practice was not to create more noise. It was to try to cut through that and be authentic and. Uh, and useful again. Um, yeah, I have no intention to add to, you know, the all the stuff. Um, and I guess that's where connecting or speaking to the people who I want to work with and serve, and you know, using empathy to understand what co- what connects with them and what they want to hear. Mm. Is going to be important in what I, and it's going to influence what I write, um, and hopefully that will align with the things that I'm interested in, and it will because the people, they're they're my people.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I love it. I think um, one of the, for me, the writing every day was one of a was one of the biggest things that changed how i how i do a lot of stuff and um you know i remember just like yesterday starting out uh 12th of december 2017 and i remember like 10 30 p.m some nights forgetting about it and have to get up you go Shit, gotta do the blog yeah. um so same exact thing but i i do know that some big changes took place pretty quickly too so i'm excited to see and i know you've done this before some excited to see what you find and one of the intentions was to hopefully get you back on the podcast what are we at now number 12
1: this is 11
0: 11 11 yeah yeah so get you back on at um 100
1: for sure i'd love
0: that or in the 90s at least and just see yeah. what you notice internally because <laughs> you may come back and say it was a waste of time and i didn't notice anything or it could be something very cool, you know, and I'm excited to see what that looks like. I don't think it'll be a waste of time. I think it'll be bring a lot of value.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, whether I mean, yeah, whether it gets engagement on social media, me, social media is just the medium. But mm. I am excited just to get back into a bit of rhythm and consistency with this and, and, uh, create, you know, an an asset, and explore ideas that I'm really passionate about. So, yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm thankful to you to give me the the accountability and the support that you know initiated this, and that will hopefully continue up to day hundred.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think with that social media, one thing that's important is to identify at the beginning what the practice is for and you if unless you define the practice is for growing social media or getting likes if the practice isn't for getting likes then by definition you can't pay attention to the likes yeah and i think that's one trap that we fall into is like we predefine the practices as well i want to get better on video right i hear that a lot or i want to get better at writing and then we kick off and we go for 2 to 3 weeks getting better at video, but then it doesn't get any traction 21 days in and then people stop. But that wasn't in line with the original intent of the project, you know, so we get confused. But if we're clear, then really you could just write the thing, put it into the the formatting, and then um, basically blindly publish it because the, the publishing side of it Is not necessarily, um, or the the small metrics you get straight off the back of the publishing is not going to be in line with the intent of the practice. Um, Yes, it's it's tricky though that that small metrics and the little dings and the hearts and all that kind of crap, um, (laughs) it sneaks its way in there if you're not careful.
1: Oh, totally, totally. I've turned all the notifications off my phone lately, except for messages. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome, but then.
0: It's fine. still, it's still, it can still get you a. Uh, you can yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Will you? Do you? Do you think you'll stick it to just? This is just totally personal question. Do you think you'll stick it to just writing? Or will you? You know, because I was flicking through the, the the carousel and I was like, that like you, you can almost do mixed mediums and stuff and and little cartoons and like what? How do you think you'll go? Will you keep it as just? More, more the writing side of it is that kind of what it's about
1: i think i do want to change it i will do some po- uh, some picture posts as well as just the writing and then the, the writing component will be you know the, the description rather mm-hmm. than the post itself uh and i'll just mix it up and see what feels what feels right and what feels like it's um connecting with me i guess yeah uh and that's almost part of the creativity as well like i I quite enjoy using i use canva for my posts and i enjoy using it um, and playing around with different things so that's almost an outlet for creativity as well so yeah i'll play around with a few different few different mediums um we'll
0: see (laughs) cool yeah awesome anything else you want to talk about
1: no i'm good um yeah i'm just super grateful that that i have you to to bounce ideas off and other people in my community from the apa and invert and i'm surrounded yeah. by by good people doing doing good things so it's uh i have no lack of inspiration or support around yeah
0: me. yeah awesome man yeah i'll keep going i'm really excited um if i remember i trying to remember back to when I, when I started mine, I think it might've been, I'm going to say like a month, something like that, a month and a half. Instagram or? No, the blogging. The blogging, yeah. And it got easy. It, it got easy and I noticed a difference. I noticed a difference in how I was thinking about it. You know, you talked about kind of that concept of finding your voice or feeling, feeling different about it a little bit. It was like. Uh, it was i think the beginning of like oh i write every day and it was like a little bit of a tipping point it was surprisingly early though i think a month or so 30 days something like that
1: it's cool it's almost like um what you just said then it it triggered it's like an identity thing
0: it is it is a big big narrative maybe
1: that's another point of resistance for me is like fighting against the identity of being a social media guy Um, yeah or being someone that posts every day but you know the writing itself is something that i really enjoy and i felt the same with you as you with the with my blog like gets easier and i enjoy i felt i enjoyed doing the act of doing it so yeah i guess i'll just search for that again and then uh it's just getting reps on the board
0: yeah that's it (laughs) Beautiful. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for carving out the time. Great to have you on. I know a lot of people resonate with this little journey of of creating more frequently and getting the stuff out there. Sure. Um, Let's catch up in, so post, well, let's call it 10 to 100, that's 90 more days. So we'll do like three months, which will be in Jan, Feb. Yeah, like mid-March, into March, something like that. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, Simon, thanks so much for joining me. I'll pop your um notes where your your where yeah. where, where can people find you? Where's the best place at the moment?
1: Yeah. Um Simon is the blog. If you want to check that out. Uh Simon Cooper, Cooper with three O's on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I never <laughs> and, noticed um, that. Simon Cooper was taken. Funny fact, the the actor on The In Betweeners is uh simon cooper so yeah right No instagram handle but um and virtus performance on okay. uh, instagram and facebook all that stuff
0: so is this instagram going out to is the writing you're doing going out to the blog as well or no
1: it hasn't yet but i'm thinking that it, that it could be a cool way to reuse the content yeah so, um and also i guess writing writing on the website is easier it feels easier to me than writing on my phone so yeah uh
0: yeah oh you do it on canva in your phone
1: uh only when i'm out and about and don't have my laptop with me
0: wow uh, um, that's
1: skills oh it's it's not skills that i want to have <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can't do anything on the phone i can oh, i can man. i can post the thing but that's it yeah yeah okay.
1: uh, yeah um reach out if anyone wants to to chat about any of this stuff or or anything then i'm more than down for a coffee or a or a chat
0: awesome beautiful all right brother thanks so much we'll uh see you soon for the next one
1: appreciate it thank you
0: and that's it for this episode of the access potential podcast thank you so much for listening if you haven't yet uh, and you're interested in getting a little bit more content, head over to the website and you can sign up for the daily blog, JohnTmarsh.com, or download the latest ebook, which is all about humanizing your marketing and understanding your marketing from a more human level so you can resonate with the people that you're working with. Again, that's at JohnTmarsh.com. Thanks again. See you next time.